Have you ever felt so frustrated and overwhelmed you considered ditching your entrepreneurial dream to go back to a nine to five? There are five key mindset shifts that I believe every entrepreneur needs to have in order to see success in their business. And so today we're going to talk about how you may be leaking your power. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach individuals across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my hope is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Hey there, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea, I'm your host, and I'm really glad that you've joined me today. We're starting a brand new series on really the five key components to being a successful entrepreneur. What are the mindsets that you need to have when you want to grow your business, when you want to create expansion in your life? And these five key mindsets are really what I work with all of my clients on in some way, shape, or form. So whether that's through long-term coaching, which is really what we're going to be focusing on today, or through a power hour, which is a kind of a quick win coaching session, we still use elements of this, or through a VIP experience, it's really focusing on those five key shifts that are going to take place in your life that are going to help you to have a successful business and a successful mindset when it comes to being an entrepreneur. But before I go into them, I'm going to share a little bit of a story with you. And it's about a coach that I was working with. And it wasn't that long ago that she had come to me and she had told me during our very first call together that she was struggling internally because she felt like she had poured so much of her time and resources, her money, into being coached, but she had felt rejected by the coach she was working with. And that was showing up in so many different ways in her life. So not only did she feel as though she was rejected because the coach wasn't responding to her the way she wanted the coach to respond to her, but she started to feel really low emotionally. It started to manifest with a lot of self-defeating thoughts. And because of that, she wasn't taking any action. And she found herself worried about what she was going to do and whether or not she was going to have a successful business and whether or not she was doing the right thing with working with this coach or even being in business. And she questioned every business decision that she was making because even though originally she had felt really good about those decisions, now she questioned whether or not she should be doing them. 
And the more she questioned them, the harder it became to make a decision or to take action on that. Now, I know I'm sure there's someone listening to this that's like, oh my gosh, Andrea, that is totally me. I can find myself totally in that story. And I know that I have also given my power away to other people when it came to making decisions within my business because I felt like they knew better than I did. Now, when we dove a little deeper in the conversation, it came up that she had had a lot of old memories resurfacing about being shamed as a kid and the feelings that she felt around that, like she wasn't good enough, like she would never amount to anything and that she had to do everything on her own. And she was really trying to put on a brave face. But at the end of the day, she felt very inadequate. So she had started a business because she knew she had something to offer. But through the process of entrepreneurship, she actually cycled all the way back into a childhood pattern of feeling inadequate. And because of that, there was so much shame. She was wrapped up in this shame that I've spent too much money. I've gotten into debt. I'm not good enough. This will never work. See, everyone was right. And it was just like this onslaught of internal shame that she was heaping on herself. And because of that, she was constantly overcompensating by offering discounts on her prices. She was overgiving to her clients. And you know what happens when that happens. <laughs> the clients are like, "Woo, it's a free for all. And all of a sudden, the boundaries were gone. And people were taking advantage of her. And she felt even worse because her coach was telling her to stop letting her clients take advantage of her. And yet she was feeling like she was being taken advantage of. And it was just this ongoing, um, you know, story that just seemed like it was never going to end. And at the heart of it really was her need to be approved of. And because she wasn't getting the approval that she craved, she was letting that cloud her judgment. And she was settling for so much less than she was worth. She was, over time, just leaking money, leaking energy, leaking power. And her clients were taking full advantage of her generosity. Now, not only was this playing out poorly in her business because she had basically created a rift with her coach. And now some of the clients that she was working with had not re-signed. But she had also discovered that she was taking it out on her husband. So when she would get home, she would be so angry and so frustrated at what was going on that she was taking it out inadvertently on him. And even though he was trying to be supportive, she was not having it. She was blaming him for everything. She was accusing him for sabotaging her success. And it was basically a shit show. And there was a lot of anger and underlying resentment. And so 
as you can see, all of these relationships in her life were kind of falling down around her with her coach, her clients, her husband. And she was really at a breaking point when she came to me because she said, you know, Andrea, I really need this to work, but it's not worth it. This is not worth, you know, trying to make it work if if it's going to be like this. And she admitted to wanting to go back to a nine to five because it would be easier and it would be less stressful and she wouldn't have to worry about, you know, these kinds of things, which, you know, here's the thing, friend, that it follows you. It doesn't really matter if you're doing a nine to five or you're being an entrepreneur. It just more matters about how it's, you know, taking place in your life or how you're seeing it being spotlighted because it's going to show up no matter what you do. So all of this, she confided in me before she even signed to work with me. And this is a very, very common thing that I hear from entrepreneurs. As I sat there listening to her, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I can totally see myself in this story. And I'm sure that there are probably parts of it that you can also see yourself as well. And maybe not everything relates to you, but maybe there are elements of the story that do relate to you. And maybe you found yourself in a place where you're like, I can't take much more of this because it does not take very long for everything to implode when we're not standing firm in our power. It's like this vicious cycle that just repeats over and over and over again. And when I'm working with clients one-on-one, I tell them that being in your power is probably the most important thing you can do to become a successful entrepreneur. It is literally the foundational mindset that you need to possess in order to be successful in business and successful in your life. And yet, so many entrepreneurs are giving away their power. And so maybe you're thinking, okay, I've heard this phrase being thrown around in the coaching industry, but I'm not really sure what that looks like for me. And as you know, I've been talking a lot about my own personal self-love and self-compassion journey, because there have been many times in my own life that I have not really shown myself the love and compassion that I needed to be able to be successful in my business and in my relationships. And because of that, I found myself giving my power away, leaking energy, and really not being able to build a successful business. And so I want to share with you today how cultivating self-love, self-compassion is really going to be what you need to stand in your power, to own who you are, to take responsibility for your actions and to really be at cause for your life. So we're going to start with really talking about what does it look like 
if you're giving your power away. And maybe you'll find yourself in one of these examples. (laughs) I know I've probably found myself in every one of the examples I'm going to share with you because I probably wouldn't have been able to write them had I not experienced them myself. But the first one is you are giving into what everyone else wants and you're not really getting clear on what you want. You know, you've probably heard people say you need to get really clear on your messaging, you need to get really clear on this, but are you really clear with what you want and how you want to operate within your business? I see so many coaches sign up for programs, masterminds, one-on-one coaching with a mentor because they believe that that person has all the answers. And really what's happening is they're looking outside of themselves They think, oh, that person must know more, they know better, they are more qualified. And by signing up with them in that state, it's the fastest way to give away your power because you allow it to become more about that coach than it is about what you have to offer. The second way that you might be giving away your power is by not really having the self-worth and self-trust for what you're doing and looking at what other people are doing and their opinions. So this can be like something they're saying personally to you, but it also could be in social media. And this stems again from looking for that validation outside of yourself because you really don't feel like you're worthy or you're enough. And It can manifest by seeing what other coaches are offering, what programs are doing, thinking that if they have a membership, you have to have a membership. If they have a mastermind, you have to have a mastermind. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And I have seen this happen so often. The fastest way to give away your power is to do what everyone else is doing. Because it's not going to land with your potential clients because it really wasn't meant for you. It's really about tuning in to what you can offer and how you can be of service and not worrying about what other people are doing. The third way you might be giving your power away is by not setting clear boundaries in your relationships and with your clients. And this is by being too open to their wants and their needs without being clear about what you are holding space for. We all have a certain amount of capacity that we can offer other people. And when we let them trample all over us and really not provide a safe and clear area for them to operate within, then not only does it harm us, but it also harms them. And it creates dysfunction in that relationship and really a lack of trust. So in order for you to be operating in the fullness of your own power, you have to set really clear boundaries. And to be clear, this does not have to look like what every other coach is doing. It's really dependent on what you know is good for you. Another way you might be giving your power away is by complaining or ruminating on what is not going well. I was in a 
pure relationship. Oh gosh, it was probably over a year ago. And I found myself every time I got on a call with this person complaining and talking about what was not going well in my business. And it became so toxic that I just honestly couldn't even be in the relationship anymore because we were both complaining and both sharing about what was going wrong. And so it was kind of like, you know, having this like, okay, bitch session. And it was doing absolutely no good whatsoever. And I was consistently leaking energy every time I got on a call with this person. And, you know, here's the thing, friend, it had nothing to do with that person's integrity or who they are. But we were both in the same place. And we were pulling out the worst in each other. And it was doing neither of us any good. So way that you might be giving away your power is by incessantly complaining, like having that biz bestie, you're like, everything's going to hell. <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, what you want is someone who's going to be like, hey, how can I support you today? What's going well? What's, what's a win that you're having? Um, the next one is holding a grudge against someone or being resentful or angry because they're being successful and you're not. That is the fastest way to lose your power because you think that everything is outside of you and that you can't do the same thing. Having relationships, really good relationships with other women in business is so important because we're not comparing ourselves to them. We're actually being inspired and encouraged by them. And the moment you find yourself comparing yourself in a negative way, that is a sure sign you're giving your power away. Not to the other person, but that you're giving your power away and you're leaking it. And it's time for you to really develop what you need in self-trust to make those big moves in your business. The last one that I want to share with you is being hypersensitive to criticism now, this is something that I struggled with really early on in my career. This is even before being an entrepreneur. I, I found that I really struggled with being defensive, overly emotional, um, maybe even bordering on irrational at times because I was so hypersensitive to someone telling me that I wasn't doing a good job. And that was just my own perfectionism kicking in. And maybe you found yourself being overly sensitive to things yourself. When someone says something to you, when they're giving you advice or critiquing you. Now, don't get me wrong here. Not everyone has license to tell you what you should be doing or to give you advice. There are certain people you're in relationship with that you've given permission to do that, but not every circumstance warrants that. So, Taking your power back really all begins with cultivating self-love. And the reason why I think this is so important is because when you love yourself and when you are truly cultivating that kind of self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and self-trust, that is when you're taking radical responsibility 
for your life, for your decisions, for your relationships. And that is when you are in your power because you know things don't have to be perfect. You know that you are going to make mistakes and that's okay. You know that there are going to be times when you are not thriving, but you're doing the best you can. And you're trusting yourself to make decisions that are better and better and better because you're improving upon them. And you know that it's okay that you're on a journey because this is not just about being perfect. It's not just about being the best. It is about really trusting that you have been called to do what you're doing, that you're qualified to do what you are doing, and that you can stand in your own power. And I know your inner critic may be like, okay, it's going to pipe up and say, you know what, you're not good enough, or you're not qualified enough, or you'll never be able to do this. You'll never be able to be successful. But the more you learn to trust yourself, the more opportunities will open up for you. The more opportunities that open up for you, the more success you will have. And so when I'm working with my one-on-one clients and we're learning to find where those areas are that you might be leaking power or giving it away, it's really about learning on the opposite end to be in that self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and self-trust. And I want to break down what each of those mean. So self-love is really about being connected to ourselves and to source. So source may look like your belief in God, universe, collective consciousness, something bigger than you, but really knowing that you are so completely connected into yourself and not looking out at what other people are doing. Now, when I say connected to God, it's like, well, is that outside of yourself? I don't really believe so. I believe that God, divine, collective consciousness is part of you. So that's looking in you. That's looking inward. That's not looking outside of you. So looking outside of you is more about looking to a coach for an answer, looking to a friend for an answer, looking to a spouse for an answer, looking to a podcast or a book, anything outside of yourself for the answer you're looking at, you're looking for. Whereas having that self-love is just truly being connected into who you are. Having self-compassion is about allowing yourselves to be yourself, to be authentically you, not worrying about how you're showing up and not being in a place of guilt or shame. So anytime you find that you're making a mistake or things aren't perfect, it's just really showing that compassion. Like, it's okay. I have another opportunity to do this tomorrow. I will try again tomorrow. It'll be better next time. It's okay. It's really about showing yourself compassion because the more you let go of the need to be perfect, the more life opens up for you. Then there's self-acceptance, allowing yourself to be in your own life. That's about really creating what you want and knowing that what you want is valid, that knowing who you are is valid, that knowing that everything about you is just 
as it needs to be. And yes, we're all growing and changing and becoming better versions of ourselves. But a better version of yourself is still you. It's still you. It's just changing and growing and becoming. So that self-acceptance is really about allowing yourself to be in that journey. And then the fourth is being, and the fourth one is having self-trust, believing in yourself and knowing that you matter, knowing that the decisions you make are important and are valid and are trustworthy. And so all of these ways that we're developing and cultivating self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and self-trust are really creating the avenue for you to be in your power and to be able to make those decisions for yourself to move forward. Now, you may be thinking, okay, how do we do this? Well, really the first month of one-on-one coaching is spent on looking at what are the old stories that you're telling yourself when it comes to being in your power, when it comes to being an authority of your own life, of being the expert. Where are you leaking energy? Where are you giving away your power? And oftentimes it it really comes down to a belief that you have about yourself. And like the story that I told at the beginning of the podcast about this one particular coach, was that she had found that as a kid, she had been shamed. And so when we're taking a look at your journey, we're doing that same thing. We're, we're finding out, well, where is that story? Where is that pattern repeating itself? So that you can move through it and so that you can shift it and so that you can start creating a whole new story for yourself and a whole new pattern. And that is just one of the ways in which we work to create a successful mindset to be successful in business. And really, as you can tell, also not only just successful in your business, but also successful in your life. Now, here's the really good news about this particular individual. I did work with her. She signed on one on one to work with me. And by the end of the time we were working together, she had completely developed an unshakable self-trust. And now she is leaning into those decision-making abilities, knowing that when she just listens to her intuition, when she's led, when she's guided, that she's going in the right direction, that she does not have to consistently be buying into programs to really get the answers she needs. Instead, she looks for coaches who are empowering her to make those decisions herself and to be a guide. And that is a radical, radical shift from where she started. So I encourage you, friends, to ask yourself, where are you giving away your power? And we're going to be talking about that this Wednesday in our Courage and Conversations call. So I would love for you to join us. It's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. And all you have to do is go to the link in the show. And we are going to be meeting 
and I'd love for you to come hang out with us. Friend, thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of the Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crelly.